0: It I feel like really the delay weird. the delay is not consistent.
1: Mm.
0: It's kind of elastic, it like shifts back and forth between like
1: weird. no delay,
0: a little bit of delay one way, a little bit of delay the other way. Yeah.
1: Isn't that strange? I wonder why it is. Mm. Okay, just that
0: the internet works, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's just oh no big deal, just internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna send you this article now. Okay. Uh, like I said, I wanted to tell you something <laughs> really funny and interesting.
0: Did you okay? You put it in the chat. Great.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought it was really funny. I saw this uh, last year, actually. Uh, Apparently, for a really long time, there have been cartographers, so people who Mm -hmm. design and draw maps, that were hiding small illustrations on the inside of (laughs) Switzerland's official maps. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this
0: sounds familiar.
1: Yeah, maybe uh-huh. you've heard of this already before. But uh, apparently, really long time, cartographers have been, like, hiding little images of, like... I mean, the example you see in the article is a little beaver. <laughs> right. <laughs> because a lot of Switzerland is just, like, these mountainous regions. And right. I don't know. I, I can't remember... Uh, I remember I read the article back then. I don't remember oh, yeah, like yeah, exactly yeah. why. But there are different ones. There's, like, mm-hmm. a, Oh, God, that one is, like sort <laughs> of like a form with like breasts and like legs and a butt oh yeah I see. Yeah, yeah yeah it's quite little
0: lady yeah.
1: yeah it's quite funny yeah huh anyways
0: oh there's an anus
1: yeah <laughs> wait
0: no it's a spider yeah i don't know i can't tell and then there's yeah, like a, spider.
1: a fish <laughs> but it's like in different yeah different remote places <laughs> there's like a guy with a backpack on yeah,
0: it's Where's Waldo? Yeah.
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. maybe it's the original Where's Waldo. où
0: Charlie. Yeah. est ah. oui, Charlie. Yeah. Is that oui. what the French
1: call him, Charlie? est oui, Charlie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. We'll have to check that one. Well, what I guess do I... the
0: English? The English call him something else too. Is it Walter? Waldo. Wally. Wally.
1: Waldo. They call him Wally. Really? No, I... The, Engli- the, the English call him Wally. Oh, you mean... Yes. They you know, do. Like, they call him yeah. Wally. I was like, no! <laughs> Trying to argue with you on that one. <laughs> they call him Wally? Me- Where's Wally?
0: Yeah. Where's Wally?
1: Oh, that's so interesting.
0: Yeah. It's only in North America that they call him Waldo. Yeah. Mm.
1: I wonder how it turned into Waldo from Wally know. and... Or why? Why, yeah. And Charlie. Yeah. Yeah, because Waldo wouldn't be wouldn't sound the same in, in French. No. Où est Waldo. Où est Waldo. <laughs> it's like super Québécois. Yeah. Why? Yeah, what? Où est I wonder. I
0: wonder
1: what Waldo? it is in like
0: in, in Spanish or German.
1: Oh, yeah. should I check it quickly? Sure. <laughs> I I feel like we just maybe this is just gonna be a thing now. We just have to start.
0: Checking things fact
1: on checking the internet? Fact
0: checking on the fly. Fact checking, live fact live checking. Live fact
1: checking, everybody. <laughs> oh my God, in German it's Walter.
0: It's Walter? Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice.
1: Oh, that's so funny. <gasps> oh, gotta,
0: no. Okay,
1: and I just found something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Werner Herzog reads Where's Waldo?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. On YouTube. It's...
1: <laughs> what? That's great, yeah. You've seen this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! It's
0: very good. Uh, wow. Okay. Ver- Save that for a rainy
1: day. <laughs> Sorry. Uh,
0: yeah, I won't spoil it for you. Okay. Yeah.
1: That's so funny. Were you gonna say something about Brunner Herzog? Uh. Really? I...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in a recent episode of The Simpsons.
1: Oh really? Uh,
0: yeah. He's appeared on multiple episodes. Uh, and in this one, he was sort of like a magician, uh, or magic store owner slash tarot tarot card reader. (laughs) So he reads, uh, Lisa Simpson's fortune. It's pretty good.
1: Amazing. I have to look that up. My friend Mm. Emily loves the Simpsons. (laughs) And, uh, a few years ago when she and her husband got married... Mm-hmm. Uh, oh my god uh-huh. Do you know what cake they had? Did they ever tell you about this? The wedding cake? No. It was incredible <laughs> Shout out to Emily and Brian Wow uh, Their wedding cake was In the shape of a whale It was like light blue okay. With like white <laughs> White trim And then okay. on the cake it just said To a whale of a wife And it was A Simpsons reference <laughs> it was amazing and it tasted so good emily basically contacted the baker and said can you make this cake and sent like a screenshot or a still image of the simpsons episode and the baker said yes yes i can easy
0: easy. and she
1: said great i'll pick it i would like to pick it up this day and the person said affirmative yeah and that was their wedding cake it was incredible i mean it was such a beautiful wedding anyways yeah. If you're listening, Emily, it was a really nice time. I mean, you know that, yeah,
0: That sounds but, great. Yeah, it was super. Oh, my super,
1: God. It was, like, one yeah. of the best wedding cakes that I've ever seen.
0: I feel like nobody watches The Simpsons that much anymore.
1: mm
0: So, I don't know. Or at least not people I know. Hmm. I feel like I'm the only one. A lot of people remember it fondly from, like, the 90s and the early 2000s, even. True. But... Yeah, nobody's that into it anymore. Yeah, it's not...
1: That's true, or actually. Or it's not as,
0: pre- not as present, yeah.
1: Mm. Mm. I mean, I think I just used to watch it so regularly back then, because it was mm-hmm. always on at the same time. It was like...
0: Yeah, you could watch it four times a day. Yeah.
1: Easy. I remember in the evenings, it was something like 5 p.m. or 5.30, maybe? I
0: think it was at 5.30 on CBC for a long yes. time.
1: yes, on CBC. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... Yeah, I can't remember what preceded it and what came after, but it was definitely just like the staple, and then Monday to Friday, just always watch The Simpsons. Yeah. And especially the Halloween specials and everything.
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah. Which used to be the season opener quite often. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really, really good.
0: Anyway, uh, welcome everyone to another episode of sound digressions.
1: Episode With fourteen. Host,
0: fourteen, magical fourteen. Well, I'm your host Samuel.
1: And I'm Monique. <laughs> Post. Oh, sneaky yeah, yeah. guy! <laughs> Just cracked a beer. Just cracked framboise. open a beer. Oh, yeah. Sure.
0: framboise. Yeah. Oh, man. I have it in my fridge for like over a week, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should crack one open. Wow,
1: right now. over a week—that's like they're burning a hole in the back of your fridge. Jeez. I know.
0: Oh, anyway,
1: that looks it's delicious. Three like percent
0: alcohol. Oh, because it's a—it's
1: nice. yeah. like a a mixture of like, like half beer, half pop.
0: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> That's uh, in Germany, we call it a Radler.
0: A Radler, yeah, yeah. Radler,
1: yeah, and I yeah. think. And someone told me once that in Italy they call it a bicicletta, and hmm. I it's funny because rad is a like a bitchy what? <laughs> oh, bicicletta, <laughs> bicicletta. Bic- I don't know how. I'm sorry, I don't speak I, Italian. I, 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 yeah, whatever
0: <laughs> dumb joke, dumb joke. Let's Has move on.
1: Has one sip of a three <laughs> percent beer and gets three thousand percent sassier. <laughs> I got you there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think it's a reference to like you can drink a beer and then keep riding your bike. Okay. Cause, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's the same reference to yeah. a bike in German. But I have a bit of a beef. I have to admit, with like those like three percent, those like Radler style beers in North America. Really. You know why? Because they charge the same amount for it or more. As Mm -hmm -hmm. they would a normal beer, when it's half beer. It used to really piss me off.
0: (laughs) Uh,
1: But they're delicious.
0: Yeah, not this brand has, like, different... I don't know if it's an active mix. It looks like it's all made this way. I've had, like, this type of beer before uh, at a bar, and way back when, and back in the days, you know, when that was a thing. Um,
1: (laughs) In the before times, as I learned recently. From my friend Andy.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah.
1: Sorry, now I'm <laughs> sassy, like, getting bitchy about, like, why do they cost the same price? Why do
0: they cost the same price? That's yeah. not
1: fair. That's I not never hear it. That's so yeah, annoying. why is,
0: like, alcohol-free beer so expensive? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't know, but there are some, okay, but straight up, some alcohol-free beer is really tasty. I'll admit, there's yeah, one, yeah. yeah. I've yeah. had this one that's marketed as being isotonic uh,
0: what does that mean? from
1: Erdinger. Isotonic means that it has the same oh no, I've forgotten again, I always forget. Well, you can look it up, but isotonic okay. basically just means I believe it's like the same balance of electrolytes or minerals or something as your uh, Oh, I can't believe I've forgotten. It's like it's like a solution that's the uh-huh. same concentration as another solution when you put them together, or something like this.
0: Okay. So
1: isotonic means that it like it's very refreshing and hydrating, I think, because it's like the same. I Consistency think you know what? actually as I, your blood. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> I think that's what it means, but I had to look it up every single time because I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, this alcohol-free beer—it's isotonic." It's but great. great. Have three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Total bullshit.
0: Oh, uh, it's a tonic.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I talk about anymore. Any any time really, but <laughs> 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 so, Oh so we wanted to talk today. Have right? a little chat because yeah. we actually had this really interesting idea come up. Uh, from our last episode and we wanted Mm -hmm. to keep playing with that as sort of like well we also had a conversation this week about like what maybe the format of the show could be and like how one thing could play off of another and so I think Mm -hmm. we're gonna I don't know maybe we'll play with that a bit maybe we'll see how it works
0: but yeah I feel like we've done a lot of like different formats so far yeah Uh, and I don't mean just like the the difference between like the sound of doom and the sound digressions kind of thing but also like some of the episodes like the the one on uh db cooper for example was like we did a lot of research on that one a lot more than than usual you know and whereas the the last one which was just like watching a wrestling show uh it was very little research required (laughs) yeah uh yeah so Anyway, different ways of meandering, different ways of like interpreting
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe all uh, of this is just art is what we're trying to say
0: right, right right, right, so Monique had the great idea of um sort of like daisy chaining our episodes in some capacity from because we talk we cover so many topics, it's easy to um take something from the last episode and kind of like interlace it into something new or like take it in a different direction and what, or, or use it simply as a starting point for what we'll be talking about you know in the following one so yeah we thought about doing that and I guess because we we were dealing with wrestling and we talked a little bit about like the early history of boxing we decided to like uh, that we were going to watch a movie, a documentary, a PBS documentary on Jack Johnson, right? Yeah. But then we realized that that's like a three and a half hour endeavor. So we, watched the, Par- we, we watched the Paris Hilton in, uh, documentary instead.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, in preparation for the Jack Johnson documentary. <laughs> As you can see... We had- <laughs>
0: We had to look at another person who suffered incredible hardship, uh, another American hero who really changed the landscape of the whole country and um, yeah, and the world.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, so obviously you can see our concept taking shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the term daisy chain you just brought up. I think that's a super interesting way to talk about it because I also think of it as like this run-on sentence or um yeah just like the way a oh. natural a conversation actually flows of like one person mm-hmm. saying something in reaction to something else and everything sort of picks mm-hmm. up and has it like almost like a domino effect from there <laughs> but maybe <laughs> run-on sentence doesn't quite pick it up well yeah, it has yeah. a daisy chain but yeah
0: <laughs> it's the human centipede of podcasts yeah <laughs>
1: We'll just leave that there.
0: Ed, scene. This episode has been brought to you by...
1: Human Centipede. Get it now. Discount code at 541-321.com.
0: Enter sound digressions to get a 50% off coupon. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. For the record, we have no sponsorships, and we had never talked about that. Yeah. Anyway. No, so. No. But I guess that was obvious. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was... If that was an example of our plug, then...
0: We're going to... Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, it could be our, our first sponsorship.
1: Human. <laughs> Ew, that word. Gross. Um, yeah. So... Re rewatched. Actually, it was the first time I watched it, the Paris Hilton documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we had like you had told me about it before because Samuel had told me before about this, uh, cooking episode <laughs> that Paris Hilton did at some point last year, where she did an instructional video on how to make her famous lasagna.
0: Right. Famous. Did you watch
1: it? Oh yes, I did. <laughs> I did. I got really into a deep hole that I did Remember, that was the uh, YouTube hole that I got into also where I sent you the hour-and-a-half video of a dog being shaved?
0: Right, right, right. Okay, okay. And I'm talking, like,
1: matted dog, and the title of the YouTube video was, like, matted... The
0: worst matted dog. Worst matted dog ever. Right.
1: And it's just this dog groomer who's, like, shaving the dog. Mm -hmm. What an amazing dog groomer. I mean... um,
0: The patience they showed and the care for the animal was really... Yeah, I feel like that's what's captivating too. It's not just like the state of the dog, but also, yeah, how much care and uh, technique love this love. person like shows. Yeah,
1: technique. Yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah, she's like, oh, my arms are failing me. I gotta keep going. Yeah,
1: and it came off all in one piece. The entire Most of it. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, dog's yeah. coat was so matted. The entire back piece. It that yeah. was anybody looking up on YouTube, Mary Beth. Look We're up,
0: gonna we'll put a link. Yeah. We'll, we'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah.
1: Most matted dog ever.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, it's a good one and a half hours to spend on your own.
0: I did finish watching all of it too. Yeah, yeah
1: me too. I didn't even and, pause or fast forward, but you went back and rewatched it.
0: Well, I like most videos, you know, I can't watch all of it at once. And it's an hour and a half, so I watched it in maybe like <laughs> three settings. Yeah. I you know, I've been in, in the morning. I've been later. I've been in the evening. I can't believe we're talking
1: about this. <laughs> <laughs> a ninety-five minute video of a dog getting
0: shaved. Getting shaved. A rescue dog. A oh. rescue
1: dog getting shaved.
0: Yeah.
1: I felt like it was actually weirdly meditative. I really, it actually calmed me. But I was sitting on the edge of my seat. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. <sighs> anyway, I
0: I told you why. Like I didn't watch all watch it all at once, right? Yeah. Because I was like really scared because that uh, I'm not queasy, but I feel like I just didn't want to see uh, the potential kind of like rashes that were like hiding under the skin,
1: uh, under under
0: the matted uh, uh, fur
1: yeah
0: so every now and then I, when it got when it got complicated i would be like i'm gonna pause it i'm gonna give it a break oh, that's just before it's just 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 to wait and see you you know oh, that's oh, okay i to so come back
1: <laughs> i don't think i can really i don't usually i don't usually do that where i watch videos and segments but maybe i should start doing that ah hmm. i guess i try not to watch too much stuff because i just get into my brain is become yeah. so perfectionist in that way where it's like no must watch to the end or must watch next mm-hmm. thing it's just the way my neurons fire and then I end up I
0: feel like I've worked on like abandoning that sense of completion mm. uh, and maybe it's you know it's a triumph of the will but more most, more likely it's just like I have no attention span because I have a telephone that I'm looking at all the time
1: yeah, yeah sure <laughs> Makes sense. I hear you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for
0: sure. Uh, I mean, like with the Paris Hilton documentary too. I only, I yeah. it took uh, three or four sittings probably to like watch it all in full. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, you
1: know what? Yeah, I actually did watch it in two sittings. Yeah. Uh, the second, yeah, I think I watched the first half hour and then I had to get to an online class and I realized, like, oh my god, I have five minutes to get to this online class and I'm in the right. middle of watching the Paris Hilton documentary. Where are my priorities?
0: in the right place
1: (laughs) obviously (laughs) obviously
0: Uh, there are multiple Paris Hilton documentaries Uh, just to specify that this one is called there's the latest one that I think it came out last year I think uh, so called This Is Paris Uh, I think there's an earlier one called Paris Not France Uh, which is a great title (laughs)
1: Okay, well, I
0: have to go back and watch that one now, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Um But supposedly, this is the first one in which she kind of breaks character. Uh, I feel like I suspected it. I mean, I, I didn't grow up watching the the Simple Life or any of like the other like reality TV shows that she did early on. Um, but I had seen the cooking show already, and I was kind of you know you you. It's not hard to run into her image or her character, right. That she presents herself as this dumb blonde, rich, super rich person, right. Uh, part of the Hilton, uh, conglomerate family, uh, and wealth, whatever. Uh, so yeah, this was like the first time that she actually, she gave the, I can't remember the director's name. I should look it up. But, uh, I remember like reading an interview with the director saying that yeah, Paris Hilton gave her like for, gave her full uh, creative control of where it would go, and thus it turned into into what it eventually came out, mm-hmm. which was a very kind of candid look at Paris Hilton the person, more than Paris Hilton the character of the reality TV character that we mm-hmm. see, or the fashion icon, you know. Yeah. Uh, or the DJ. I kind of forget that she was a DJ.
1: I never knew she was a DJ. And then all of a sudden, there was a, there was so much about her DJing and her speaking about how much music was important to her and how she felt so right? alive. And I thought, it wasn't until the end where it all came together and I thought, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but like I said to you before, that watching it really changed my impression of Paris Hilton because... Call me gullible, but i I unfortunately just assumed that the character Paris Hilton was the same yeah. as the person paris Hilton, and I, I
0: feel like she does a very nice trick in in uh when presenting the character because it's so over the top uh that you can't that it's hard to believe that it's not real yeah, you know it, it's great. I feel like it works really well. I mean, like I I really, really enjoy that cooking show she did, like the one episode of Cooking with Paris. It is so over-the-top ridiculous. You know, she is like the worst cook ever. And you would but because of her wealth and her, you know, like the the, the perceptions that we have about uh somebody like that being extremely protected and whatnot, and you know, and she can sell she can easily sell the fact that you know the the belief that it's the first time she's ever been in a kitchen, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and that she has no fucking clue what she's doing because you know some servant has always been cooking for her. You know the the family always has had a cook or whatever, mm-hmm. um, which may be true, uh, but we don't know. You know, so so when she presents a character. Uh, you know, this, this, this over-the-top, ridiculous, clumsy, ignorant persona <laughs> who wears cooking gloves that look like just like biking gloves, right?
1: She refers to them as her sliving <laughs> gloves, which I, I admit, I actually don't know what sliving means. I, I was trying to figure it out, and I didn't yeah. take the time to look it up online, but...
0: I don't know. I'll look it Is up. That, yeah. I'll fact- Is that I'll from fact- like, The Simple yeah. Life? Sliving, I'll simple jacket. Don't worry yeah. about it. I got oh yeah, questions. well we'll get our producer to look it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sliving, oh created Sliving. by Paris Hilting. Uh huh. Oh, of course.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: blend of the slang, slaying and living. Quote your Sliving. best life. Yeah. <laughs> From dictionary.com, a person is sliving when they are glamorously successful, self-empowered and fulfilled. They are, quote, killing it, end quote, all on their own, loving every minute of it and looking good while doing it. (laughs) Sliving.
0: Sliving. Wow. We learned something today.
1: We learned something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we certainly Um... did.
0: And I feel like I, I've seen this kind of persona um this kind of persona before on other like reality TV shows that deal with like really wealthy people. Um but it seems like Paris Hilton was like really the pioneer of this genre of TV. Um I don't know, I feel like very early on it was like obvious that reality TV is not reality, you know? It's pretty made up. Uh, it's very produced, right? Yeah.
1: Except for... Mm-hmm. Wow, what was the name of that one of the... Survivor? No. Before Survivor. <laughs> oh, God. Do you remember the first <laughs> season of Survivor? Yeah. That yeah, yeah. was crazy. That guy who won who kept Richard. sitting there with a... Was it Richard? He would sit there with yeah. a little stick or a twig, like, scuffing his, his teeth.
0: Te- oh. I think he went to prison for a bit for, like, tax evasion. Oh.
1: <gasps> That little yeah. bastard, <laughs> no, my friend Nicole uh many years ago told me about this uh, reality television show where this guy hired a bunch of people and they completely mm-hmm. willing willingly did it, but they they had to live in these little cubicles hmm. somehow in the in the set or building of cubicles and there were cameras everywhere and mm-hmm. it was just the, it was kind of like a big brother but pre big brother.
0: Was this somewhere in Europe?
1: I don't remember. I'd have to look it up, but hmm. there was just people, and they went. Some people left willingly eventually, mm-hmm. uh, but it was pretty crazy, hmm. and you really saw everything like twenty-four hours a day. Hmm. We have to. We'll have to fact check this, uh, producer. <laughs> Oh, that's not how you say it, I don't think. You don't say, Hey producer.
0: Hey producer. No, you would have to make up the producer's name.
1: Yeah. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah. I was gonna say Kelly. <laughs> Almost <Yeah>. the same. <laughs> hey Jim.
0: Hey Jimmy. Can you uh, yeah. I like it on my show notes for for next episode. Thanks.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Jim <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Hopefully I won't forget. I'll probably forget. But anyway, yeah. Um, you know... So, hmm I did... <laughs> you know, I kind of lost my train of thought, but did you lose your train of thought is the question?
0: Well, I was uh, going to try to bring it back to the documentary that we yeah. watched. To <laughs> <Me> This <laughs> is Paris. Yep.
1: Me too. Okay, Great. we're on the same track. Um... Yeah, no, I think the documentary was so interesting because I agree. I think I think you actually have to be a highly intelligent person to make a character that believable and make a franchise that be- mm-hmm. believable. I mean, how many companies does she own? She and, has
0: like 19 brands or something like that. And
1: or profit from? just because right. of this character she created and yeah. granted yes she does come from a wealthy family so there was right. some capital there um, right. and some sort of support but holy crap yeah she had a very intense childhood yeah. uh, and some of the the things she talked about I don't know if I don't know if we want to spoil it or not but you can go sure ahead and do. watch it and find out you, yeah. you must... <laughs> oh right because we're not paying, getting paid to promote this. Right, And um, right.
0: it's anyway, it's free on YouTube. Yeah, uh, yeah. Documentary. Yeah, yeah, there was if no you have release access for it.
1: It's internet. You can watch it. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, we'll post a link on the show notes as well. Yeah.
1: Sure, why not? Yeah. yeah to all the videos
0: good. we watch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely. Let's do that. Um, yeah, you realize, you know, not only is she this very high power business person, but mm-hmm. she was also one of the original influencers mm-hmm. and probably invented the selfie. I believe. Well, or maybe not I wouldn't go it, so
0: far. I feel but like...
1: definitely took it to a place where it became very... Helped take right. it to a place. She, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't know if today in this age of social media I and feel digital like it's products, the sort of thing
0: that if she hadn't done it, somebody else would have. Sure. You know?
1: It was within Within direction. a few minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> within a second. <laughs> yeah. Super um, interesting to me.
0: But yeah, she... I feel like the... For me it took me a while to like get to a point where I was like fairly sympathetic. Uh, I mean like just to spoil it. Sure. There there is um the crux the kind of climactic moment of the film comes with the revelation that she went to kind of like a what what would you call it a reform school?
1: They were of cal- sorts? Yeah, they were called outdoor schools, but they outdoor were school. like reform schools. Very Basically
0: intense. for like troubled kids. Yeah. Um uh, to go and, you know, get the trouble beaten out of them, I guess. Discipline. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's also like the sort of school that like only wealthy kids would go to. You know, it's like they their parents would pay an exorbitant amount of money for them, for their kids, their teenagers to get disciplined. Uh, and a lot of this uh, resulted in very traumatic experiences for Paris Hilton. Uh, there was a lot of like, solitary confinement. There was there were beatings. There was a lot of anyway. It was like a very strict. Uh, she ran away from from a number of them. Uh,
1: consistent verbal and emotional abuse, right. physical abuse. Yeah, yeah. absolutely um, atrocious. And they were yeah, drugging this place the kids, like giving yeah. them. Giving them medication to keep them mm-hmm. subdued.
0: Which kind of brings us back to our episode on chess and the Queen's Gambit. You oh. remember the, orphan- you, you remember the, orphanages, the I orphanage? I
1: remember.
0: Where nothing bad happened. It was all insinuated. But like we never got to see why this place was bad.
1: Fast well, forward to Paris Hilton's fast. documentary, This is Paris.
0: And this is like the rich kids' kind of like reform school experience. Imagine like the poor kids without parents, you know, the actual orphans, uh, what they, w- you know, what they would go through.
1: Yeah, You're just Apparently, imagining it
0: like so much worse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Paris Hilton suffers from extreme insomnia because she has continual nightmares about the night that they dragged her out of bed right. to take her to one of the last outdoor schools, the reform disciplinary institutions that her parents forced her to attend came in the middle of the night
0: and her parents watched her be dragged away right? like they were totally in on it
1: yeah physically detained yeah no consent yeah absolutely bonkers
0: but I feel like so you have that and you know like this genuine uh uh Trauma, and you know what? For me, like even with presented with that, I wasn't really on board with Paris Hilton until uh, the other uh, other students, her her like mm. um, her classmates, uh, you know, appeared and told their stories as well. I feel like that helped uh, grow sympathy for her. Experiences as well, because despite the fact that Paris Hilton tried to drop the persona that's made her famous, uh, I don't think she fully did during the film. I, I think there was still like a, a kind of like a hint of like the serious version of that same persona. Um, And, you know, like it, it left me wondering afterwards whether, um, whether there, you know, with whether for her it's even possible to like fully abandon this persona at this point now. You know, it's whether it's been so internalized. Um, in one of like the more dramatic scenes in the film, too, there's, um, each of the survivors of these schools is give, it's talking about their experience. And Paris Hilson has a moment, you know, like a very emotional reaction to it. And it seems like instead of relating to the other people, she finds it more comfortable to go into like a large walk in closet and speak to the camera. Yeah instead of relating to other human beings directly, you know? so anyway, it's kind of like an interesting, I don't, I mean, like these things are edited. These things are like, of course,
1: we don't know uh, what, in a
0: particular way. Right.
1: Exactly. She very likely, I mean, I think at least the impression that I get is that she developed a really close trusting, uh, kinship with the person behind the camera, whoever was producing the film. Absolutely. And so Mm -hmm. maybe it, for her it was more of a conversation like somebody took her aside and for sure uh, there's editing and everything in it and you could see her speaking to the others but I I mean I also I, I don't know enough about her to say either way I mean I think it is always really important to like listen to victims and like mm-hmm, make sure mm-hmm. that people feel heard and seen and safe mm-hmm. um, of course it's super complicated when we say like yeah I don't know I think it's like you know I, I don't uh, on a basic level I don't ever think it's right to sort of to what's the word for that in English when you um when you, when you don't believe people you know what I mean mm-hmm. anyways yeah yeah. Um, yeah I think it's really important to believe what people say absolutely Um, and give them the space to yeah like I said the space to feel safe Um, yeah but yeah sure I can totally understand that reflection on it of like her being more comfortable speaking to the camera I mean Mm -hmm. she had such a messed up childhood of like constantly being told that she was going to be a star and right that she really could make something of herself and then she turned into because of her hyper strict and conservative parenting
0: Mm-hmm.
1: uh that she like grew up with uh she became like a really rebellious kid and her mm-hmm. parents really felt like they couldn't handle her she was sneaking out all the time when she lived in new york underage she yeah. got a good fake id she was going yeah. all to, to all these clubs most likely like consuming tons of uh, yeah um drugs and alcohol yeah. Um. At a very young age, and yep. of course, you know, back then that was whatever year that was, what the late nineties, I suppose. Yeah, it was
0: the late nineties, I guess. Yeah.
1: Mm. I mean, I do remember beginning to hear about Paris Hilton, but I don't remember. Yeah, too I feel much. like I didn't
0: hear about her until
1: no, much later until the
0: sex tape came out.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, and then that happened. Yeah, and then that the the documentary also speaks about that and yeah, you know I actually had never looked into that story at all, but she Paris does make a comment about the uh, the sex tape that really struck me, and she said something like, you know, if that sort of thing came out today, the story would right. be completely different, and I totally agree, totally mm-hmm. agree, that guy yeah. was such an asshole and. Yeah. It really yeah, yeah, yeah. is not her fault. Like, yeah. I, like, was she like legal? I mean, I don't think I don't know if she. I think she was, was she eighteen again?
0: at the time. Okay. So if he but, like, anyway, she was still a kid. Either way, yeah. you know whether whether officially an adult or doesn't not doesn't
1: matter. And there was no consent. I mean, so fucked up.
0: Yeah. Uh, and also, yeah, she had. I mean, the, there is the trauma around it too. Uh, the lack of. Uh, believing that it's anything else but a marketing campaign too. You know, like this intense disbelief that this uh, young woman could, who, because of her wealth or her position, her family, whatever, could be something other than a victim in this particular situation, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Horrible.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I felt, I did feel sorry for her.
0: And mm-hmm. I, don't, I
1: don't think that was... I don't know if there was particularly a goal of the film other than just portraying a side of Paris Hilton that maybe hasn't been seen right in the media that often but mm. yeah I, it's worth a but watch I, yeah
0: i feel like it, for me like it's it's this kind of strange balancing act because um uh, i wish the film had Uh, I don't know, I feel like the the more serious... I wish the film had done things in in better chronological order, as opposed to leaving, like, this uh, saving the trauma of the school experience, uh, the abduction experience, for the end, for the climax of the film. Uh, Because I don't... Like, at least to me, like, she doesn't come across all that sympathetic all the time... Either, um, because I mean, like you understand. I feel like there's an interesting way in, like you, that you kind of understand that uh, the way like a super rich family operates, it's not necessarily the way a normal family would operate. Like, um, you know, like just the fact that they sent her to the, this school supposed to fix her. Uh, it's not something that you know poor families or, like, other families would have access to or, like, view as a solution. Uh, but I feel like um, her business ventures, too, uh, she could not come at this if she wasn't in a position of extreme wealth already. Yeah,
1: good point. Um,
0: so I feel like... Uh, I don't think she is dumb. You know like that 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 she you know I, I do understand that there's a certain like intelligence required um uh, in order to be successful in business. Uh but I feel like the I don't know what like how do you separate that intelligence in her case from like the extreme wealth that she comes from right? Uh I mean like this is ex- she was going to be a successful business person as soon as she decided to go into business (laughs) in some ways. I mean, like that is not to say that she doesn't, she's not smart. That's not to say that she doesn't work hard. She works extremely hard. Like, and you can see it, you know, just like the, by the way, like she is absolutely exhausted from these media appearances and, you know, and putting on that character all the time is not easy either. You know, it's, so you can see, like the ext- her work ethic comes across like really strongly mm. uh, in the film. But I do like like that one moment in the film where her sister just calls her out on it for like not taking a break and just being like, "You're greedy."
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, the sister. We haven't even talked uh, about the sister yet. Yeah. What was her name? Alexis. The himself?
0: young, the youngest sister. I think. Older sister. Because there's three of them, right?
1: Younger. Ah. Uh. I, I think it's a younger it. one. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, that's true. She does call her out on being uh, greedy. Yeah. And, I mean... and,
0: and and Paris Hilton, like I says, like, I'm not going to... She says, I don't want to point, like, I i wasn't planning on resting until I had made $100 million. But now her goal is like a billion dollars. Right? So, yeah. It's a thing that the film does nicely, I guess. It gives you like various sides of like, of this one person that we took as this or you know like general like the we as in like the media perceives of this kind of like rich simpleton um yeah and gives you kind of like a complex uh
1: person yeah definitely i think that's a good point you know with all the access she has to wealth it was in some ways inevitable that with like business advice financial investment advisors That she was gonna, there was going to be success, there on the Mm -hmm. horizon from the, from her investment, uh, and ideas and work ethic. Sure, Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. That's a very good point. Yeah. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, extreme wealth. Uh, I. But again,
0: she doesn't stop. You know, like she does. She's working all the fucking time.
1: I'm very confused by wealth. On that degree. Honestly. I. I, yeah. Because I. There's. I just cannot relate to it. I. But also.
0: If a per person gets wealthy. We stop working.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Fuck this shit. I'm I made out. it. Yeah. I'm out.
0: Yeah. I got yeah. more money than I'll be able to, to spend. Yeah.
1: That's it. Yeah. I don't want to work I'll, again. I'll just
0: let. I'm just going to let my financial advisor. This new person that I you know hired or whatever and let them deal with it Um, and then hope for hope they don't screw me over yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) like you know hope I don't end up like uh, Leonard Cohen or whatever
1: what happened to Leonard Cohen did he get messed over by his financial advisor
0: I don't know if it was exactly his financial advisor but it was somebody who like managed his wealth uh, and that's why he went back on tour and like when he was 70 or whatever, oh. uh, cause he was out of money. He was scammed out of it. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait. I think that's I remember cool. that. Have you watched the film called Leonard and Marianne?
0: No. Or is it called mm. Leonard
1: and Marianne? I think it is. It's too bad. We mm-hmm. don't live in the same place. I could lend you the DVD. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, just put it in the mailbag. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Marvin gave it to me for, uh, for as a gift once. Mm -hmm. And it's a beautiful film. And it's about how Leonard Cohen met Marianne, the person he sings about Mm -hmm, in that mm -hmm. famous song, Mm -hmm. and their time on uh, Hydra, the Greek island, where Mm -hmm. they met and spent a lot of time together, Mm -hmm. and basically their their romance and trials and tribulations. Mm -hmm. And it turns out, actually, that Marianne was sick and was passing away in the hospital. And there's a scene in the film where uh, Leonard Cohen... They hadn't had any contact in a long time, I believe. Mm -hmm. And he writes her a letter. And then Mm -hmm. she reads it, or she has someone read it to her, and they film Mm -hmm. it on camera. And you just see her so moved. And he really... You see in his words the emotion and the love really that comes across and wow. when she she passed away and he passed away not that long afterwards huh yeah they even had, they yeah. had a son together i believe they had one mm-hmm, child mm-hmm. yeah or What's did they have name? a child together or did marianne already have him before they met i it don't have a kid yeah yeah anyway i can only think of
0: jacob dylan right now
1: <laughs> <that's> not, yeah. <laughs> jacob dylan
0: and the what was it what was his band the wallflowers
1: Think so. <laughs> Could be. That makes
0: sense. Maybe it wasn't the wall. Anyway, I can't remember.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else can fact check that for us. Jimmy, uh, can you make a note uh, of that for us? Is it Daniel Cohen?
0: I think it's Daniel Cohen, the name of his son.
1: Sounds Maybe about I mean. right. Yeah, yeah, that
0: sounds all right. Anything I can, you know, just got the right last name. Sounds now right. Now that
1: we're on the subject, who was John Lennon's son? What was his name? Julian. Julian. Julian Lennon? Jude? Jude. <laughs> it's a song. Hey Jude. Yeah. There's this there's this amazing... Uh, there's yeah, the so-
0: song Hey Jude, which Paul McCartney wrote for John Lennon's son.
1: Jude?
0: I don't know. I made that up.
1: Oh. <laughs> no.
0: But it might be Jude. I think it's Jude or Julian or something. I, yeah. Some, I,
1: I, yeah, I think you're right. It starts with a J.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I like how I'm like, I agree with the first letter. There is, though, uh, I did see this movie, the clip, uh, movie clip, I mean this clip of uh, Yoko Ono playing a show, Mm -hmm. and she's on stage with her son, Mm -hmm. um, Jay Lennon, uh, and they invite Peaches onto the stage, and there's Mm -hmm. this amazing, and they sing one of Yoko Ono's songs all together. And it's this amazing... Or do they sing one of Peach's songs or Yoko Ono's songs? Ooh, I think it's like Yoko Ono in concert. I think they all sing one of her songs together. And it's like really incredible. (laughs) Yeah, the energy is amazing. I've never seen Yoko Ono live, but...
0: Maybe I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. (sighs) (laughs) I've noticed that... Mm-hmm. Most episodes, it's funny, most episodes, I feel like we begin, we do a collective sigh before we both know that we're going to start to wrap things up.
0: Uh, yeah, I know, it's true. Um, I wanted to, do you have anything more to say about the film? About uh,
1: I don't think so. I think Paris Hilton? I'm, I'm looking forward now to watching the Jack Johnson documentary.
0: Yeah, I I watched it. I watched it all. You finished watching it? Yeah, yeah, I finished watching it a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. I think it's a... Anyway, not to talk too much about it, but just to prepare you maybe a little bit. It's kind of slow. Uh, Okay. Uh, It's a PBS documentary and it's a very, like, made-for-television, like, drag the story along a little bit, you know, to keep you watching. Um, But, uh, no, it's very insightful. And I'm looking forward to comparing uh, Paris Hilton to Jack Johnson.
1: Yeah. Nice. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, when you when you proposed uh, that we sort of co- compare the two or talk about the two together, I remember thinking at first, like, okay, because I only had very limited knowledge about Jack Johnson
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, from what I read on Wikipedia. And I yeah. thought, whoa, okay, wow, what a stretch. And then now that, yeah, after watching the film and... Slowly being able to draw comparisons. I think mm-hmm. after watching both, it'll be super interesting. <laughs> so. you know, I think. I if use... anything
0: else, if nothing else, it'll be innovative because I don't think anybody has done this before. <laughs> oh.
1: Well, in that case.
0: Yeah.
1: Hold on you to your hats. Say? Oh, I was just gonna reflect on the fact that I say the word super interesting so often. I just realized hmm. that, but it was like an inside thought that came outside. It's okay.
0: <laughs> um, one thing I wanted to do uh, before finishing this episode was to provide an update on a story that I did as part of Sound of Doom I think it was I can't remember the name of the episode but it was like episode 8 or 9 that dealt with uh, soothing sounds from Havana I think that's oh, what yeah. it's called yeah. the crickets so Right, there was the story about the Havana Syndrome, right? And just this week, there's like a big story on The New Yorker. uh, And I think The Guardian covered it as well, and a whole bunch of other news outlets. It's still going on. And they're still covering it as though it's this... Well, it has changed. It's no longer perceived to be uh, a Cuban threat threat, um, which is funny, um, but I guess that I, I mentioned briefly that it had also happened in in China, around the American embassy. Right. Well, now it's also happened in London, and it's happened in Washington.
1: Oh, so, it's spreading like a virus.
0: Right. Uh, so the conjecture is that it's no longer the cubans the cubans would not do this and it's not the chinese according to some american officials it's not the chinese because why would the chinese do this on their own territory right Mm. um so it must be the russians so now (gasps) the idea is that it must be the russians and you go through the whole story, and like every third paragraph is like, We have no evidence. We have no evidence. We have no evidence. We have no evidence. Have no evidence. And then it's probably the Russians. We have no evidence. It's, it's it's like a layer cake of We have no evidence, and it must be the Russians. We have no it's evidence. It's gotta be it the be Soviets.
1: The Why does it it's always K- it's come to the KGB? Down. It always ca- which hasn't people-
0: existed in like over thirty years oh or almost God. thirty years, I guess now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's such. It's, it's like gotta it be really. The
0: KGB.
1: Why is it always like just like a story? You know what? As a child, you're in school, right. and mm-hmm. well, at least when I went to school, at some point I learned a quick way to finish a writing assignment. If you had to write a story, was mm-hmm. to. Right, this whole random rambling thing, yeah. and then at some point you just say, and then I woke up and it was all a dream.
0: And it was all the Russians. It
1: was all the Russians. Why is it always why does it always you wake up and it was the Russians? Yeah. Like why do the Russians come to you in your sleep? It they don't.
0: Yeah. What? Oh uh, there was an expression. In Honduras when I was a kid, um, if somebody did something stupid, you know, you pretend that they're really smart, you know, and if somebody's really smart, you say, oh, you better be careful. The Russians are going to come and get you. Uh, Like the idea being that, you know, like that the Russians are like... uh, seeking out like any intelligent people in you know outside of the states and you know and like kidnapping well not kidnapping them but you know uh, in some way enticing uh any innovators or geniuses to come and work for russia uh so yeah the joke was like if you do something dumb the Russian you know to mock you
1: Oh, you better be careful, the Russians might come and get you, pick you up in that white van. (laughs) I guess white van would be more kidnapping. It would be more like a black Mercedes or something. Is that a Russian thing? I don't know. Be careful, yeah. How does it sound, how does the saying go in Spanish? What does it sound Uh,
0: like? It would be, te van a llevar los rusos. The Russians are going to take (laughs) you. <laughs> ah, es tan inteligente. Oh, look, he's so smart. Se lo van a llevar los rusos. Yeah.
1: The Russians will take him. Yeah. Amazing. They'll take him. Oh, God. We I should. I guess, have... yeah.
0: That late Cold War mentality. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God. I it was
0: perpetual competition. Yeah. That's
1: so funny. Wow. And That's... because
0: I was in Latin America, there's also like kind of like a. There. There's a negative perception of the United States, right, so it's like not the it's not the Americans who are gonna come and take you. it's, it's gonna the be like, the- the rivals, yeah, yeah. the Russians.
1: <laughs> yeah. wow, do you think there was a bit of truth in that? Do you think there were some i mean I'm sure the k g b recruited people from <laughs> lots of different places,
0: well, it's in the same way that uh the Americans have recruited a lot of, like, intelligent people to come and study at American universities, right? Uh, true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they'll give them visas and grants and whatever. Uh, mm. What's the famous... Uh, anyway, American... Like, rich rich American families give grants to people to travel to the States to study all the time, right? Oh,
1: I don't um, know much about that
0: like Fulbright scholarships and whatnot
1: ah yeah that's true oh god the whole academic world is pretty opaque to me but it is fascinating
0: this is one interesting fact that I found I can't remember how long ago but there are more people in government in the top echelons of government in Iran who have doctorates from American universities than there are in the States.
1: What?
0: Yeah. So, yeah, there's a very, very, like, kind of, like, technocratic bureaucracy in Iran. And they've all studied, they've all, like, had, like, advanced degrees in the States.
1: Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, it's so weird. eh? Fascinating.
1: That's strange. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like... Whereas in
0: America, you know, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You just have politicians with bot degrees. Uh, They're all lawyers. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Different clubs that sort of just push each other along. Right. Uh, Except for AOC. I feel like she's like a saving grace. Well. uh, Really? Not?
0: Well, I feel like she's a little bit too close to Nancy Pelosi these days and to like the Democratic establishment. Mm. She called her mama bear. Yeah. What? yeah
1: really isn't that that <laughs> this, should
0: be this, this is like over a year ago i'm sure it's or maybe even longer but I, <laughs>
1: whoa just i mean like,
0: up to like the yeah she's defended biden a few times too
1: yeah okay well i haven't been keeping up so much That's i have fine. to admit with yeah, american yeah. politics in that way yeah. but oh god i mean just from a, a distanced observation it just yeah, yeah. huh well <sighs> yeah you yeah, just anyway. never know, everybody. You just never know. I feel like it's know. a good
0: lesson in, on, like, you know, don't fall in love with politicians; they'll always disappoint you.
1: Yeah. yeah I think you have to. I think it's you important. you got a hole.
0: Yeah. Mhm.
1: I think it's important to educate yourself and form well, create well-informed. Just quite. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm stumbling on all these words. Um. Mm-mm-mm. To just keep yourself well informed as best you can from different news sources. Not if you always read something from Mm -hmm. one source, try to open up and uh, expose yourself to other (laughs) thoughts and opinions. You know, (laughs) like,
0: (laughs) like, no, I I was just, um, okay, I'll say two things. Uh, One that I think uh, you're totally right. I think uh, not only like diversify your your, like news sources. But also, like realize that uh politicians are public servants, so don't treat them the same way you treat celebrities um, sure
1: uh,
0: so you know like help, holding them accountable uh, consistently, not just during election time mm-hmm. um, but yeah, very importantly when they're in office, um, but speaking of diversifying your like news sources, I was watching an episode of Infowars um you know I'm InfoWars? I actually Alex, don't know
1: InfoWars. This is
0: Alex Jones. He's like real kind of like conspiracy theorist, kind of crackpot. He's been banned by YouTube a number of times, banned by Facebook. Oh, um, wow. I'm surprised. Like, you know, he's like a QAnon proponent. Uh, but he's been around for a really long time. And it's so funny. Like, listen, I listened to his, an episode of his show from like, two. I think it was September ten twenty ten so just oh. like a day before like the ninth anniversary of nine eleven okay uh, and it's just for me, it's like fascinating, like his critiques of government uh and at this time it's Obama in power right uh are so nearly on the mark, really, yeah, nearly like he goes, you know. He'll say something really smart and then finish it with Illuminati or, (laughs) or, you know, what, whatever he he says, you know, that could be perceived as like a semi-accurate or mostly accurate critique of government at the end has this extra added conspiracy theory to twist that kind of like throws it all in the garbage. Uh, Oh,
1: that's so weird.
0: But anyway, but it's it's funny. It's like kind of, like, fascinating to... Not just to watch him, but also to be like, oh, this is where we were, like, a decade ago. Right?
1: Weird. Uh, wow, I don't know that guy at all, and I... Huh, I don't even know what to do with that. That's so bizarre. Yeah. Kind of... Oh, God.
0: He... And, yeah, he's got in charge for, like, defamation of character uh I'm sure. I can't remember. There were some other lawsuits against him. Yeah, he's been charged with serious stuff. Uh, and he actually kind of like let the mask slip, uh, sort of, like pretending it's like, I'm just entertainment, I'm not news. Uh, and like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. and he makes most of his money selling supplements, eh? Yeah. It's kind of weird. What? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a it's, classic, like, and the plot thickens.
0: Right. It's a lot of like this kind of like um uh, conspiracy media alternate media guys have like a really have a side i suppose a supposed side hustle that's actually their main hustle that makes them a lot of money it's and then bizarre
1: infowars yeah. like the i guess that series is just what his passion project
0: it's his youtube channel that's like, it's how he gets name recognition right. I don't oh know if YouTube hosts God. them anymore.
1: Yeah, I think Hopefully they probably not. Whoa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think oh. they should. I feel like a uh, it's like the telephone lines for me. I feel like it's really gone gray in a lot of ways because like the multinational online companies kind of like have fucked it up. But the idea, I guess, like back in the 90s of the internet was that they were going to operate kind of like the phone companies. Um, The phone company wasn't going to decide what conversations we're allowed to have,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? They were not going to monitor everybody's phone calls. And, you know, it's like, oh, you can't have that one. Sorry, you're talking about the wrong thing. Sorry, we're going (laughs) to cut the line. But internet companies are allowed to behave this way. Yeah, and often encouraged to behave this way you know that you can't just transfer information on them no they act, they act as censors as well right which is
1: yeah I mean cer- certainly also depending on the country you live in like if you live in China different right, sites right, right. being blocked for right. sure right. yeah I oh, mean
0: like there's sites blocked here too there's sites blocked everywhere you know you don't want uh, you know for like good reasons yeah. um, you know some of them, I mean, like, child pornography would be, like, an easy, like, low-hanging fruit. That, you know, oh, it's a like, great thing to, like, ban. Yeah. Um,
1: of course, violent content. But,
0: like, um, one, one, one story that I found interesting, and maybe I'll do a... M- maybe we can do an episode on it at some point. Mm-hmm. It's how the narrative has changed on uh, the lab leak theory of COVID.
1: The lab leak theory of COVID.
0: Right, that it potentially came from a lab. Oh, Um, that like the Wuhan Institute of Virology might have accidentally leaked a virus that it was working on, right?
1: Ah, instead of a mutation from an animal at the market.
0: Right, right, right. Lots of people like agree now that the market was just probably like the first documented super spreader event, not the actual source of it.
1: Mm
0: hmm. Um,. So, yeah, the Institute of Virology in Wuhan, it's, like, right there, and they do this kind of research. Uh,
1: oh, interesting. And,
0: and we know they do this kind of research, this kind of, like, dangerous research on, like, mixing and matching viruses together because the the American government has funded it. So there's, like, you can read the grant applications. <laughs> The US. And that's how you know like that that kind of research is happening. I mean, like it's there's no conclusive evidence like that it's a lab leak or not. Of course, of course. But uh what I was gonna say is that four months ago, uh Facebook and other platforms were censoring any talk of the lab leak theory. But now uh now that the that it's more accessible, acceptable to like question whether it could have been from a lab or not. Uh, they allow these conversations to happen. Oh, wow. So so it's not just a matter of like censoring like staff that we can all agree that is bad, but it's also censoring, they're also censoring stories where uh, just having the conversation is perceived as, as being bad.
1: Mm-hmm. Before
0: there's any conclusive conclusions, mm-hmm. right, so
1: oh man, I think, yeah, to be continued, right? I think that right. could take up an entire episode, especially considering we're still at the tail end oh. <laughs> that, that really gets me thinking because well, especially in social media, the way. The way that information is disseminated and spread and then Mm -hmm. and shift so quickly, right? At such a pace that it has never done before,
0: right?
1: I can, in a way, I can understand why some platforms would want to somehow, oh god, even though maybe it's misguided, of course, but Mm -hmm. in some way slow it down so that people. So there isn't like a, a mass hysteria, you know, or right. like mm-hmm. coming to mass conclusions. But at the same time, if a fact, facts are facts, right? I mean, right. and if that's the truth, people should also be informed and know the truth.
0: Right. So, yeah. In this case, it's like very much like suppression of credible research. Yeah. You know. And if you read, like, the people who are more level-headed about it, they know, they're like, well, there's evidence that says we should look over here. Yeah. It's not evidence that the answer is A or that the answer is B or that the answer is C. It's evidence that we should look at that more closely. And at this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and at this point, we can't make a full conclusion. No. But also, there was one other piece of, like... Anyway, like, this is the last thing I'll say about it. Um, A year ago, when there were reports saying that it was definitely from a natural source, um, one of the people who led the article, who organized the article in The Lancet, like this very prestigious uh, health journal in England, um... The people who spare the person who spearheaded that article that that though was signed by like multiple scientists or not um, was i think he, uh, I th- his name is like dazik or something like that I can't remember but he's amer i think he's American and he was like one of the people who funded or applied for funding for the Wuhan lab mm. so it was somebody with like a a conflict of interest uh.
1: Uh, yeah oh
0: curious i feel like that's why the story is fascinating because there's like multiple conflicts of interest in and there's no like one if true there's no like one uh single entity that can be uh that will receive blame it'll be like really kind of like an international uh it's not only like governments but also like scientists who are doing this research who will come into question yeah and it's not like it's not just like this small team of like chinese scientists it's they are really working with like international uh international way international groups of scientists international studies
1: of course
0: um, yeah
1: yeah there's like sharing
0: research like they were really competing with like uh, american teams for like to do the same type of research and stuff oh my God. yeah
1: that's so complicated yeah Wow. I feel like the only way to say how complicated that was was to use as much vocal fry as I could. Complicated. Uh... (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. Yeah, Yeah, let's talk about that more in another episode. That sounds really interesting.
0: Okay. I'll send you a couple of articles.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for Uh... listening to Sound Digressions.
0: Yeah. Do you want to do a thank you, or are you like kind of be? Oh, ah, like,
1: eh. I like how you initiated it this time. <laughs> uh, I would like to thank my friend Christopher for mm-hmm. sending me a message this week because I finally got an appointment to get vaccinated next week. Woo-hoo!
0: Nice! Yay! Yay!
1: Gonna get that little, that little shot of visor, uh, Pfizer, Pfizer, Pfizer. <laughs> Biontech, (laughs) Biontech. How do you say Um, it in
0: German? Pfizer.
1: Pfizer, like everyone calls Pfizer. You don't say the P. Pfizer, I guess. Pfizer. Well, Well, everybody calls it here Biontech. I don't know why. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, because
0: that's the other. Anyway, it's a it's a joint venture.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. BioNTech is a German company.
1: Yeah. Ah, okay. Well, then that's why.
0: I guess Pfizer sounds German as well. Probably German. I guess so.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, that's true. It does. Yeah, so I would like to thank my friend Christopher because I was concerned that they uh, my appointment wasn't going to be able to still be valid by next week when I have it because they in Germany there's this, these like levels of priorities and I didn't fit into any of the priority listings. I never received an invitation to get vaccinated, so when I just by chance randomly managed to get an uh, an appointment online on Monday night. Uh, I still wasn't sure if I would be able to keep it because of the priorities, but it was confirmed by my dear friend, Christopher, who works at one of the vaccination centers. Um, That's great. he sent me a personal message and s- told me when actually they received news this week internally that mm-hmm. the priorities were going to be, uh, we going to end on Monday, June 7th. Okay. So right. I get my vaccination mm-hmm. and I don't have to worry about
0: it. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm yeah. really happy. Yeah.
1: (sighs) It'll be good. (laughs) How about you? Who would you like to thank?
0: Uh, What would I be grateful for? I feel like I'll be grateful for today. I feel like I'm grateful for uh, my bicycle this this time around. Just because it's. I've been. My foot has been slightly injured, just like a very minor sprain. So I haven't been able to run so now instead I go on like very long bike rides instead and, and it's been very it's been pleasant yeah
1: that's yeah. so great
0: <laughs> yeah nice. it's been a good time yeah
1: yep. thanks for listening everybody you can yeah. find us on instagram twitter and facebook at sound digressions
0: and you can find sound digressions at anchor.fm our yeah. host
1: yeah All right. talk to you soon Bye. Thanks for listening, bye.
0: Thanks, bye. Bye. Bye.